0: The year was 1984. I'm not referring to the book by uh, John Orwell, who wrote the book in 1949, about the year 1984. But that was the summer uh, two people met, Vange and I met. We met uh, one summer. We met at a Bible camp. I know it could kind of make into a movie, right, that kind of whole theme. But, um, and yet, while we were at camp, there, they had some rules about dating. And so I saw this young woman come in, noticed her. They had, the rule was you cannot date while you're, like you can't get together at camp and make it about a dating relationship because you're there for the kids. You're not there to, to, to kind of get together, right? That was their, their plan. And so it was kind of a, a forbidden thing, a forbidden connection that we were not allowed to do. Needless to say that they never, ever forbid me from looking and watching. And so I observed from a distance I watched how Vange connected with other kids. I watched how she connected, how she worshipped. I watched how she connected with God. I watched how she got along with other counselors and, and those in charge, those that were over her, the directors and so on, and how she carried herself. I know it was a little bit creepy, right, kind of watching from a distance, but hey, we all do it, right? Everybody does it. We've all done it. We still probably still look at people and kind of observe from a distance how they're doing. Well, that spark took a, a couple of weeks to ignite. However, it did grow quite quickly and into a bonfire. And into the, and so, after dating for five months, we got engaged, and five months later, we were married, a total of 10 months. Now, I got a picture here, I think, on the screen. There we go, or one of our wedding photos. I know it looks quite different. I mean, Venge looks the same, right? She looks the same as always. Uh, Me, I had a little more hair back in those days and a little less now and mine's all gray and of course her hair has changed too but that's just because um, she's let it grow out on on natural in the last few years but anyways so we we went from from being married and being together um, and and a lot of people wondered okay, was it too quick? Like, I mean, 10 months from the time you met until the time you got married I mean, that's a pretty short period, period of time you know, like but one of the things we, we really pressed into was this whole sense of, of transparency, which is absolutely critical to a marriage relationship. We also had incredible support from our family and friends. I remember, I remember after dating Vange for two months, I was working at the same job site, a petrochemical plant, as my dad, and so we were, I was making the commute with him. And on the way out to work one morning, he goes, so, are you going to marry her? And I thought, wow, that, dad, I... It's only been two months i mean of course i was thinking otherwise i wouldn't be dating her but you know i thought wow he he obviously And he goes you know mom and i we like her we think she's she's a good match for you and we had incredible support from our family our friends from pastors anybody that knew us just really really supported us in that even even couples that knew us from camp knew us from before people that saw us engaging and working together serving together in ministry was they were very much uh in encouraging for us and, and no one saw any obvious red flags, even the pastor that married us, who I ended up working with later in, in my ministry, uh, Pastor Bill Brown. He, he they really encouraged us. He really encouraged us in that whole, in, in getting together, in, in, in being married. But the question always comes is, you see, openness and transparency only is as good as those people that are willing to do. So even if you've been married for decades, you run into situations that you don't know about when you were first married so if you waited even for two or three years or four years or five years that doesn't guarantee you're not going to have bumps or, and situations along along the road and you know I mean we had them we had them but they weren't till you know Farther into our marriage, we've had a couple of significant bumps in our marriage, even where the D word was thrown out. You go, the D word? Yeah, divorce. Now, you have to remember for a pastor to even think divorce is basically career suicide. Um, There's very little, very few pastors ever come back from a situation where they could divorce and actually have a significant impact on ministry. So for us to for me to even think about that you know how the kind of place our marriage was in and yet God was good in those times and those could not have ever been foreseen before we got married They just kind of we just kind of we bumped into them we had to deal with those situations we had to deal with those conflicts and we had to work through them Those days were dark and yet God worked us helped us get through that And yet we've made it and I think we have another picture here um, from our celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary just as we moved here to Edmonton in 2020. As I said, you noticed Vange's hair is uh, silver here. They're uh, almost white. She decided to go on na- naturel. So most of the people, our friends in Linden, have never really seen her unless they've looked at our Facebook page or whatever or seen us since. They, they don't know her as being this color. Um, so she quit dyeing her hair, grew it out and uh, as amazingly gorgeous as ever right but it but that's that's life that's life we go through these things and and as challenges as they are we we have to work through them our marriage as any relationship is even friendships require trust they require us to to work through situations you know we all know what make those around us we know what makes them tick right we know, you know, what, you know, we know how they think sometimes, and the closer we are to somebody, we know how they respond and all those kind of things. But we also know not only what makes them tick, but we also know what ticks them off, right? We know how to get underneath their skin and irritate them to no end. We know all those things that do that. And if we spend our days doing those things to our friends, to our spouse, to the people around us, to our parents that tick them off, we're going to be stressed out. Our relationship is not going to be good with them. Even ourselves will not be happy in that. You know, as, as a young, uh, young kid, I knew exactly how to tick my sisters off. I have four sisters. I knew exactly what to tick them off. And if you think back, you know exactly how to tick off your siblings if you, know how to, if you had siblings, You know exactly how to irritate them. I could I I tell you, I could get my sisters Barbie dolls or their dolls or their stuffed animals. I could take them outside, get them all muddy, put them back in their room. Guess guess how excited my sisters would be? I would cease to be a brother. Right? Or if, you know, it wouldn't even take that much. All you need to go into their room is just mess stuff up a little bit. Like mess up the stuffies on their bed or 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 you know, just mess stuff up. Get on their desk and just throw stuff around. That would just irritate them to the nth degree. But all of us know those kinds of things, the things that tick other people off. Last week, we talked about connecting with God. And we talked about what does it mean to connect with Him? What does it mean to be in a relationship with Him? What does it mean to walk with Him? And God, there's some great things that God has for us to say as we looked at John chapter 15 and we're gonna continue in that because you see the things that comes down to this is how do we stay connected to him how do we not take him off how do we how do we connect with him in a way that is good John chapter 15 verse 10 starts off and it, 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 it describes this connection we have with God as a connection that requires obedience if you keep my commands Jesus said, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. In other words, Jesus says, if you want to be connected to Jesus, you gotta be obedient. You have to be obedient. Now he's not talking here necessarily, and so you have a lot of people going, well, which how am I supposed to obey him? Is it like the Ten Commandments? Or is it, the, you know, the 300 and some other commandments that the Pharisees added? Do I have to do all the sacrifices? Do I have to do all this or that? You know, we, we obviously, you know, what are the things that do that? But Jesus says, Jesus kind of fed through all of that and said, basically there was one thing. That if we wanted to stay in obedience to Him, there was one command that we have to obey. John 15, verse 12. Jesus puts it very clear. He says, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Love each other as I have loved you. John 15, 17 says, this is my command. Love each other. So, I mean, that's it. It's just love each other. Love people. That's God's command. Love people. If you want to stay connected to Jesus, you've got to love people. But wait, you say, I mean, how is that, how is my loving you, or loving my neighbor, or loving my wife, how is, or my kids, or my grandkids, or my parents, how is that actually being connected to Jesus? What's the connection there? After all, I mean, I want to be connected to God, so how is being connected to people, how is that way? John explains it really clearly in 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 he says this he says if we claim to have fellowship with God and yet walk in darkness we lie and do not live out the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship not with him which is what we would expect that verse to say but we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin so it's 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 you're going wait a second here that doesn't make any sense how could loving people mean that I am in connection in relationship to God. Well, basically, he says that that's the way it works. And I'll explain it in a little, little minute, in a minute or so. He's, but later in John, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, and, he, and this verse won't be on the screen, but he says this. He says, For whoever does not love the brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they, or, for whoever does not love their brother or sister who they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Let me put it this way. A number of years ago, my sister lost her husband in a car accident. And she was left with two little boys. This is uh, some 20, 20... some years ago now. 20, 27 years ago or so. And... And so she was a number of years without a husband. And... And there were some different guys that had expressed interest in in getting to know her and dating her and so on. But she had one prerequisite that was extremely high on her list. And that was, whoever she wanted to marry had to be interested in her two boys. Had to love those boys as if they were her own. If not, she was not interested. She told me that. She goes. That's one of the biggest things I have. If if they can love those two boys and accept those two boys as 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 their own sons, then I I will be interested in that in that guy. And she did. She found a great guy, an amazing guy that she's been with now for, like I said, 20 27 years or 28 years, something like that. I can't remember the exact uh, number of years, but they've been married together and. And he has not only loved her, but he's loved those boys. And that made all the difference in her mind. In loving her, the biggest gift that he could give to her was in loving her, adopting and loving her two sons. You know it as well. If, if your teacher treats your kids badly, oh, look out, teacher, Right? If there's a bully on the playground that bullies your kids, look out, bully. We're a, you know, especially mums, boy, mama bear is coming. Because you see, that's, that's the way relationship with Jesus is, if, if, uh, with God is. If we love people around us, we demonstrate our love towards God. Ignore people around us, despise people around us curse people around us, God's going, wait a second, how can you love me if you don't love those that are around you? The evidence of walking with Jesus is not how much we know, but it's how deeply we love. It's how deeply we love. Obedience is, is, is key. Obedience is, is the number one thing. You see there are many counselors there are many psychiatrists psychologists have all the knowledge about relationships but some of them just don't make it in their marriage relationship they just can't keep their marriage together or they just can't keep friends together because they are as imperfect as the rest of us are even though they have incredible amount of relationship experience and knowledge about all kinds of things they're saying no they, they just can't make it happen for all kinds of reasons because knowledge isn't the end all thing it's it's obedience it's it's doing the hard things for example um, if I were to I mean, and I'm gonna ask for a vote here how many of you have ever been asked to take the garbage out? okay everybody here except little kids okay well even some of the younger ones have been asked to take the garbage out but you see and how many, now, now I, I'm not going to ask you to answer this because this might be a little revealing, but how many of you didn't take it out when you were asked to? There's probably a few of you could put your hands up. Yeah, I see one. There's a few of you are, are, are willing to admit to that, right? I, I, there's times I've been asked to take the garbage out, and guess what? I forgot. I forgot. And sometimes we go, well, you know, I, I need to think about it. I need to understand taking the garbage from here to the, out to the garbage bin. I need to understand, okay, so how heavy is the bag? Um, you know, is the bag going to hold the garbage that's in the bag? i got to study it. i got to weigh the garbage can. You know, can I, if I pull the bag out, is the bag going to split open? Um, you know, i I got I to gotta, I gotta know. Okay, so, but what happens if I take the garbage from here out to there? And you got to study all the implications of, I have to understand all that information. Guess what? Whoever asked you to take the garbage out, they're not asking you to figure out all that information. They're just asking you to obey, right? Take the garbage from here to there. We'll deal with the other stuff at the other end later. The bag is in there. It should hold. It's held for the last five years. Every garbage bag that's ever been pulled out of there has held. It's not falling apart. You know, it's going to work. So don't worry about trying to have everything figured out. Just take the bag out of the... The bin out of the can out of the garbage can tie it take it to the the bin in the backyard and put it in right simple, but we sometimes make it way more complicated than it is. We need way too much information. We need two days to think about it. We we have to get ourselves ready for it. We got to psych ourselves up for it. You know we gotta we gotta you know get all these things ready in our mind because well I've got a lot of stuff going on I I gotta it's a 30 second job or a one minute job to take garbage out but we make it way more complicated than that and we make other things other things are far more important God calls us to it's simple just follow me and love people around you we live in an information age where we can never get enough information about something yet. As we're finding out more and more getting information the question isn't do we have enough information the question is do we have the right information because there's all kinds of fake news and this isn't reported and that's not being reported and this is well they don't have all the information here or they're taking the information and skewing it this way I mean there's just a thousand different ways we could look at things but obedience is simply just loving people just stepping out in people and loving him Listen to what Matthew, to Matthew recorded, what Jesus said. Matthew 22, verse 39. He says, and the second, when he was talking about the greatest command, of course, the greatest command is to love God. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you want to know how to love others, how do you love yourself? How have you loved yourself? Now, everybody in this room have loved themselves somewhat today because they all, you all put clothes on. Okay, that was a good thing to do. You loved us, and you loved yourself, and you loved the rest of us, and you put clothes on, okay? So that, we, we thank you for that. That was a great act of loving kindness to all of us. But you, but you did that just automatically. More than likely, most of you probably had some form of breakfast this morning. Some of you, most of you probably even brushed your teeth, or combed your hair, or had a shower, and probably put deodorant on. Guess what? Thank you for loving us in that way. Right. We know how to love ourselves. We look after ourselves. Very few people really don't like themselves. Yeah, sometimes we get down on ourselves. We don't think we're very good at this or that. But guess what? We still all put clothes on. We still all put food in our in our stomachs. We still, you know, look after ourselves. And we go to the bathroom when we have to go to the bathroom. And we just don't go to the bathroom wherever. We love ourselves enough to do those things. And oftentimes we love ourselves far more than that and Jesus says if you want to love other people do what you do for yourself do what you would want others to do for you very simply that's simple it's simple understanding but so many times you're going yeah but God I just I need more information or sometimes it's like I'm scared okay fear is another issue scared being nervous about reaching out is, is another situation but we all know how to look after one another we all know what it means you know do for others what you would want them to do for you make make a phone call you know send a text um, reach out to somebody uh, drop off some food give them chocolate I mean whatever it takes we all know what we would like to have to happen to us do that for others in loving them and caring for them. That's what Jesus calls us to do. And the interesting thing is, when, when we start doing that, obedience will lead us to to a, a deeper relationship with Jesus, a deeper connection to God, and it leads to fruit in our in in our lives. Uh, John says in John fifteen verse five, he says, "I am the vine." You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then he says it again in verses 7 and 8. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you will bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. He says it twice within three verses. And the adjective, much, appears before fruit twice he says we will bear much fruit not just a little fruit but much fruit in other words there will be amazing things that will happen when we reach out and love people around us and do the obedience thing that God calls us to do it will lead us to incredible things God will 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 touch our lives in ways that we've never experienced I'm not necessarily talking about monetary but I am talking about fruit what kind of fruit does he is that going to be look at john chapter 15 verse 16 he says this he says you do not choose me but i chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit what kind of fruit fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name the father will give you this is lasting fruit it's not fruit that's going to go away guess what this kind of fruit that we that we like really like is not necessarily lasting. The fruit that we get in our pocket, in other words, is money, is not necessarily lasting. But the fruit that Jesus gives will be lasting. Look at uh, John 15, verse 11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Joy is one of the fruits that God gives us when we step out on obedience. Our lives will be far more exciting there won't be groaning it will be fun it will be engaging will it cost us yes it will cost us but the payout is worth it now as I said I I know you know what makes Vance tick but I also know what ticks her off you know and I can have great fun you know the fruit of of, of having fun if I want to have fun and be joyful I could just tick her off, because I know the things that tick her off. And I do it once in a while. You know, I know the things that will, um, I, I can say certain things to her. For example, something, she might be expecting a certain out- outcome, a certain phone call or a certain spa- response, and I could say to her, oh, I got, that. I got that phone call, I got that email, and they said, and I could just twist it and make it all just the worst thing that ever happened in the world, Right? I'm sure, maybe you've never done that, but I've done it a few times, right? And so you just tell her, oh, it's just like, oh, this just, it didn't go well, da 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 -da," whatever. And she's going, oh. And then I'm going, nah, it wasn't good. It was great, right? And then she's, oh. I had great fun. She, maybe not so much. She's done it to me, so it's payback, I guess. But, 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 you know, we've all done those kinds of things where we know what ticks people off. But if we do that all the time, twice a day, Three times a day every day every week every month every year guess what Vange is not gonna like me anymore if I do it too often she's okay if I do it once in a while but every day is not it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a good thing and and those are just the fun things but if I did other things that really irritated her like to no end it, it, it wouldn't be great for our relationship it's not cool fun as much as I enjoy doing it, sometimes fun can get carried away. And that's that's the way sin often works. Sometimes we think uh, sin is fun and it can be, but the fruit of it only lasts a short period of time. And if it and and it, it leads to, to not such great in the long term. To go after joy and fun and happiness is not the end all be all because we all know that that doesn't always turn out the way they, they wants. Their, doesn't turn out always the best way for people we've all talked about um, you know what it looks like to be obedient and you know it's, it's, it's easy to come up with okay there's like 35 things I need to do today and we could say there's 35 things I need to be obedient to God in But God is saying the number one thing that we need to be obedient to God is simply this, love other people. That's it. That's it. It's simple. There's not a long list. It's not a long checklist. It's one thing, love people, connect with people, do things for people, love on them, care for them, touch their lives in a way that would make them richer. no more information. We do not need more information to figure stuff out. God's given us everything we need because we already know how to love ourselves. Now He's saying, just go do that for other people. Go do that for other people. But we often want it to be complicated. He says, no, it's simple. Love others. Love others around us. And when and So the next question then is, okay, we know that that's the answer, but the bigger question is, whom, who are we to touch? Who are we to love? How, when, and how are we to love them? And those are great questions you could ask God because when you start asking God those questions about how to do that and when to do it and who to do it for, God's going to go, yeah, I'll help you. Because He loves people. He wants us to do that. And he will help us figure out those ways of doing it. And, but just remember this, that when God calls you about who, it's not going to be the people that you're sitting, I was going to say that you're sitting next to, which might be true, but it might also be not the people that you love to do things for. It might be people that you don't know very well. It may be even some of your enemies. Years ago, I remember we were uh, living in Calgary and um, we lived in a, in, a, in a condo and we had some neighbors and I don't even know how it transpired but there was one lady in our neighborhood in our community in our uh, area there that didn't like us and I have no idea why she didn't like us but she told a few people that they, they, she thought we were, I don't know, whatever and didn't like us or whatever and so Vange made some cookies and I can't remember if she took them over or I took them over, went over there and just said, hey, we just, just wanted to encourage you and bless you and, and that was it. And that was all we said. We weren't expecting any kind of response. And she didn't respond. She kind of, oh, okay, and took the cookies and that was it. It was all around our conversation. But later that year, we, I, I got laid off, didn't have a job. Some of our neighbors in our community found out about it. They reached out to us and this lady actually headed up a collection for gifts for our kids because it was around Christmas time and we had, like, we had no income. I hadn't worked long enough to get EI and there was a lot of complicated things there. But in the end, she orchestrated some gifts for our kids and some food for us as a family. And we went, she did that for us? It was crazy, unbelievable. We still to this day, I have no clue why she reached out to us and did that for us. But she did. Because you see, small acts of love and kindness go a long ways, even if you don't expect it. And that was months after those cookies we had taken over. And I hadn't even talked to her since. revenge hadn't even talked to her since. But love goes a long ways in obedience, in small things, in touching people's lives. And you're going, how, how does that deepen my relationship with God? Because you're loving his kids people love your kids people love your family people love your parents guess what they're demonstrating their love for you because they're willing to connect with you through your parents so this week my challenge is to you okay God who, who? when where how Ask God to show you. God, how can I? Who? Simple as that. Just take a few moments in silence. Mabel's going to come and and lead us in a closing song. But just take that song. I mean, the song that we sung just prior to the message was a great song because it talked about, God, show us who, you know, lead us to the people around us we sang that and that's what God's saying God lead us to the people around us we want to know who they are we want to touch their lives we want to we help them but that isn't for the sake of just helping them it's to help us in our relationship with God it deepens our connection with God in ways that we could have never understood or known let's bow in prayer together God we come we come with a heart filled with gratitude for what you have done for us the way you have expressed your love through, through Jesus Christ to touch our lives, the way you've, you've opened our hearts to yourself, the way you've loved on us and given us life, the way you long to give us joy and peace and patience and all the fruit of the Spirit. And God, you ask us to do one thing, the greatest commandment. After loving you, the next thing we've got to do is love people around us. And so God, lead us in that. Lead us to love others, not just those that are part of our, our friends, those that are part of our connections, those are that, that we're, we're, are easy to love. But Lord, help us to love those that are hard to love, some of our enemies, some of the people that don't like us. But God, you lead us. We don't want to pick the people. We want to be obedient to you because in obedience to you, then God, you give us fruit that lasts, joy and all those other kinds of great things. And we want that in our lives, and we want connection with you. So God, lead us to go deeper with you by loving the people around us. This week, God, open us up for ways that we can touch people's lives, simple acts, doing things that we would want done to us, doing for someone else. Jesus, we pray these things now in your name.